0: Did I interest you in a stamp? Yeah, give me a stamp. Oh. No, give me a purple. One. Oh, I'm sorry, we haven't any purple ones. I could uh, paint one for you. I don't want a painted one.
1: Person hasn't got
0: any rights in this country anymore. The government even tells you what color stamps you got to buy.
2: Live from where are we li- where are we today? Off right. Center. Well, yeah. <laughs> there we go. Live from Off Center. This is the award-winning stamp show here today. If you can dream it, we can collect it. This is episode number 336, brought to you by the Southern Nevada Philatelic Research Center, a nonprofit 501c3 corporation for the advancement of philately. This is Cash. This is Mark. This is Jim. This is Don. And uh, today we, ha- this is courtesy of uh, Jerry Schwartz today at lunch. He brought us an eBay listing. And uh, what the eBay listing is, is it's three used dollar value prexy stamps. That's the one with Wilson, Harding, and um, Coolidge, right? Right. Yep. So it's the $1, $2, and $5 High Values of the prexies issued in the 1930s. 1938. 1938. The vignette in the middle, the heads, are not well-centered. The $1 Wilson is to the right, the uh, Harding is like uh, to the right and up, and then the Coolidge is much higher, or excuse me, vice versa. But anyway, they are... Poorly centered centers, and these three stamps. Which I don't know what would they sell for if they were normal.
0: Uh, I think just in the uh, less than a dollar range.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, the five dollar I the know is worth right? a couple bucks. Yeah, a couple. couple
0: bucks for for that one. But uh,
2: so if they were normal, maybe you'd spend five bucks for all three, right? Or less. Or less. Uh, these are priced at eighty dollars. Right. For these three that are off-centered in the centers.
0: And hats off to this seller for, you know, trying to create, you know, interest <laughs> on, on a stamp that typically, uh, uh, you know, people would, you know, throw away.
2: Well, I don't think they throw it away. <laughs> right, yeah. They
0: may not throw away the $5, but, uh, but yeah, the, the shifted vignette, um, for, for some reason on this particular issue, the shifted vignettes just do not add any attractive
3: quality.
2: No, we. No. I, that I agree with. So,
3: uh, Politically speaking, that's as far right as Wilson <laughs> right. ever
2: got. <laughs> well, actually, the $1, I did put that uh, into the Book of Secrets number two. I showed a picture of the Wilson stamp because I was showing the uh, color varieties because right. there's a very rare color variety on it. And uh, I showed him going right, and I said something, I forget what I said, something about Wilson going conservative over to the right or something like that. Hmm. So, realistically, it's priced at 80 bucks. What do you think it's worth? And then we're going to get into a discussion on shifted vignettes because it's not just this issue. Uh, There are some very famous and very valuable shifted vignettes. Sure. So, I was thinking that You know, for a curiosity standpoint, if the normal stamps are like five bucks, this might be ten dollars, maybe.
0: Yeah, it it, the shifted vignettes is sort of like shifted perfs, um, where you can have a stamp that's centered average and uh, and nobody wants it, but you shift the perfs a little bit more, a few more millimeters, and suddenly it's an error, yeah, and then it's worth five bucks. So, um, it, it, this is one of those things where I just don't think that the, that the shifts are prominent enough to add value. Uh, and, and they're still in the takeaway value stage.
2: I tend to agree with that.
3: Yeah, the, the, the other thing is is that the shifted vignettes it has to be on a stamp that has something going for it. Besides, I mean, the practices are very popular. But um, a guy's head that's not centered exactly in the middle isn't quite as cool as an airplane that's almost on the bottom of it down into the red, like the C 3. Well, why don't you plane. discuss
2: that stamp since you brought it up?
3: Well, I, I think the ones that stick out most in anybody's mind are the ones that have inverted centers. Well, yeah. So but- the C 3. And then the 294, 295, um, because the C3 is the upside-down Jenny, C3A, upside-down Jenny. And then you can find the Jenny all over the vignette. And if the blue is actually touching the red, either forward, backwards, up or down, people look for those and, and pay it premium for them.
0: And they got names too, like grounded plane, the
3: grounded plane, the hmm. fast plane, and and the 294. Uh, you got the sinking boat, you got the fast boat, you got the slow boat, and then you, I don't know what they call the one that's going off the top. The flying boat. <laughs> could be, but if any of the black is touching the green on that one, or or in the 294, Five, uh, the two cent locomotive, same thing. Th- they seem to draw a premium. And
2: of course, the more off center they are, the more the premium. Landed plane is when the wheels are in the red of the word sense. Yes. And then fast plane, the propeller has to be in the border. And then the slow plane, the tail has to be in the border. Right. And, uh, you know, I haven't really seen any high planes or whatever like that. But, uh, you know, keeping the same uh, logic, you know, you'd have to have it. But the fast plane, people will look at it and say, well, the blue touches the red border. And it's like, yeah, okay, you might technically have a fast plane, but not because it's not the propeller. But it's not in demand. I mean, it's just poorly centered it's like mark said you know it detracts from the value you're not in that area yet where it adds to the value
3: you got to get a morally well off center yeah and and then again it's basically it's those type of stamps that have some allure to them otherwise um like i said all of those are inverted
2: centers also well the uh landed airplane? There was, there's a very large dealer who had that stamp and it was landed so much that the bottom of the airplane actually touched. It's not just that the wheels touched, it's the entire bottom of the airplane touched. It was so far off. And that stamp sold for literally tens of thousands of dollars. And so You know you can have these shifts and they can be very expensive now these three stamps here I think one of them the head goes like sort of into the border but not much Um, in my opinion for them to be of significant value you would have to have like let's say the president's nose touching the border, or something like that, as opposed to just the sort of area around him. Well, the
3: sh- the shading lines around the head touch the border, but that isn't enough. You're right; it needs to yeah, be a lot. But even
0: then, I, it just it just doesn't snap. It doesn't it doesn't bring anything. I don't know whether it has to do with the fact that um, that the other thirty stamps on the set are all monocolor, so there is no shift. Yeah. Or if it has to do with the fact that these are portraits. These are, you know, busts heads of, of, of people. Like for example, the uh, bicolor Franklins. Um, they, uh, you know, when you have vignette shifts on those, there's there's no premium. People, you know, people downplay them. Yeah. You know, I've never seen a a, a premium put on a really poorly centered vignette on a on a uh, uh, five thirty two or five thirty four. Yep. Um, or five
2: forty seven. Whereas, like uh, Jim said, the nineteen o one issue, you know the pan Americans, they have significant value if they are very off center. So yeah, there are very valuable vignette shifts,
0: and there are also some that I think that are uh, that are kind of pleasing to collect that aren't that difficult to find, like for example, the number seven oh two, the uh, the Red cross stamp. Uh, you have that little red cross that kind of floats around, you know, different areas, and you can, you can sort of put together a, uh, uh, a page uh, showing the, that vignette shift going all over the place,
2: and that's kind of pleasing. Uh, there was an exhibit of C-23. Uh, that's the six-cent uh, eagle in, v- v- it's a red eagle in a blue frame, and they had a clock of the eagle Way off in all the directions So like the 12 o'clock position The eagle is way high And 6 o'clock position the eagle is way low All the way around a full clock of them And I thought that was very interesting Of course it was you know in an exhibit So it was uh, You know people you know, it, it ranked Up there to be an exhibit item
0: Right so the collector spent some time Finding those
2: Yeah
3: and it might be very difficult,
2: if not impossible, to r- replicate that. Oh, yeah. Well, the uh, crosses, you, you mentioned the crosses. I sort of was collecting those for quite a while. And I got them really extreme all the way around, where the cross actually would touch the girl or the number sign or the frame. Uh, so, you know, it was pretty extreme. But, yeah, you're right. That's one that floats around a lot. But, again, when I went to sell it, it didn't get really big money. I mean I think I got a couple bucks a stamp instead of a couple cents a stamp, right. But I think the whole thing was like30 dollars. Mm-hmm. you know and there were like which was maybe like four or five dollars a stamp. So uh, yeah, um, vignette shifts, if they're significant and if they're old, very valuable, these, uh, you know, good luck to you f- for uh, trying to get 80 bucks for it. Right. But uh, I don't, you know, <laughs> you're, maybe there's somebody out there who will give it to you. Somebody who just needs them, but I don't think they're that significant.
1: They don't have eye appeal at yeah. all. I mean, you know, the C3 is, you know, you know, whatever, you know, whatever position the plane is in. It, it's still, it's, it's pleasing to look at. These just look off. That's, yeah, but that's just my opinion.
0: Yeah, maybe it's our uh, it's it has something to do with our biology because we're actually looking at a person versus a thing. That could be. Yeah. Hmm.
2: Well, Don, you you have a story that came up, and it came up over Christmas here. <laughs> why don't Why don't you share your story?
1: Um. Well, the story is well, as we were visiting family and friends and such over the holidays, and my dear friend Jane um, texted me and said, I bought some stamps online, and I think they're counterfeit. And, uh, because I'm not as knowledgeable as Cash, I had to ask Cash. I said, because my first thought was, where did you get them if you bought them online? And so when I told Cash about this and he said where did she get them and it's like well okay uh, maybe I should ask that you know should have led with that you know and so I asked her and she said she got them from U.S. Postal and it's like mm, yeah I'm gonna say <laughs> yeah that's already sounding like you're right those are not authentic and then uh, she, brought, she brought the stamps to us she dropped him off with Cash, and um, we looked at him. And uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of red flags. But the interesting thing was she took them to the post office and she talked to the clerk and said, you know, I think these are counterfeit. And uh, the clerk said, no, these are just last year's stamps. And she's pointing out all the problems with these stamps, like the straight, you know, incomplete perforations, and you know, kind of the faded. Uh, what was it? The faded. Um, it was like a bad coloring. Yeah, bad coloring, and, and oh no, it's they're perfectly fine. They're just last years. It's like, why did you ask a postal clerk? <laughs> <laughs> don't ask a postal clerk. They don't know about you know things like that. You know, it's you find out if it's counterfeit when if it goes through this sh- machine and it doesn't. Uh, yeah. it's not tagged.
2: Well, so. wh- wh- the I thought the interesting thing was uh, she bought it from U.S. Postal. Yes, but it showed up on your credit card is
1: Kanye. Kanye, it's like yeah, <laughs> I don't think Kanye works for um, the postal service. I'm just, just thinking. I don't know, but you know, he, I don't know. He he seems to know everything. So maybe.
2: <laughs> um. Well, the, the it, it was interesting because first of all, just pricing wise, it was a hundred stamps, which should be fifty five dollars. And instead, they were thirty nine dollars and ninety nine cents. Wow. Ah, yeah, So, yeah. so F- that
0: fifty eight dollars actually current.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, fifty eight. So that was the uh, the discount. So fifty eight versus thir- uh, forty. And uh, she didn't get them for a while. And she called up and said, "Hey, where are my stamps?" Mm-hmm. And they said, oh, oh, "Oh, they're on their way. They're on the way." So uh, you know. Unfortunately, what probably occurred there is they they printed a bunch of fakes and they ran out, so they needed to get a bunch more like Federal Express from uh, China to get them on the market.
1: They're not even good. They're they're. I mean, it was pretty apparent that the there was. Yeah, but we know what wrong. we're looking for. <clears throat> but even no, these things were so off. A not expert. Could pick up that there was something off about them. Well, your the friend postal did. clerk didn't.
3: <laughs> yeah, but your friend did.
2: Yeah. Was she an
3: expert?
1: No. There you go. No, she's not an expert, and she's like. Mm.
2: So it, then she called up the credit card company. <laughs> yep. And uh, they reversed. It. She said, "You've sold me counterfeit stamps." They reversed the charges. And uh, they do- she donated one of the sheets to PSE because honestly, it's a sheet that we hadn't seen before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but they are counterfeiting so many stamps. Um, they are counterfeiting the old Hot Wheels sheet. Oh, I heard about that. And it's like that's an old sheet that you know they're doing. Obviously, if they're doing Hot Wheels, they're doing it for mm-hmm. a reason. They're going to sell it to collectors and stuff like that.
1: And well, one of the things I should add, too, is when Jane was buying, you know, Jane is um, taking care of her grandchildren. And, you know, so, you know it's a busy time of year. She's trying to get her Christmas cards out. She didn't have any stamps. And the site she went to had, you know, it looked like the Postal Service emblem and such. But it was just missing, you know, it was U.S. Postal. Yeah. Well, I right. saw one
2: on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And it said, sponsored U.S. Post Office. And it's like, U.S. Post Office might sponsor like an Olympic team. But (laughs) I I don't think they sponsor like Facebook sites. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So uh, that happened. And uh, we were discussing it. And, you know, I was saying, they need to crack down on this. You know, if it doesn't, if it's not tagged, if it doesn't go through the machine... They need to throw it into a box, let it sit for a month, and then return it or whatever. And once people like their credit card check doesn't show up because they used a counterfeit stamp, you know, people are going to say, "Yeah, you know, I saved 40 bucks or 30 bucks on my postage, and uh, the credit card company just charged me a $125 late fee. Um, maybe I'm not going to buy my stamps online. Anymore, I'm going, to, you know, there, there's this place called the post office and in actuality, you can buy your stamps online from the post office with your credit card and they will mail you the stamps and they are actually in the business of mailing things. So you know, it, it, there's no reason to go to Kanye Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> To buy stamps when there is a perfectly good organization that has, like, hundreds of years of experience in doing this sort of thing. But, you know, when people, like, have their mortgage payments not show up because the post office... 100
0: and some odd years. Yeah.
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually, only from 1972, so... Right. mm -hmm. But the... Yeah, in 1972, that's when the post office became the post office. It wasn't part of the government; it was spun off, and everything. So,
0: there is a uh, an article on upcoming Lens that uh, where the um, the USPS is warning people about uh, counterfeit postage.
2: Yeah, there's also one in uh, AARP. I heard.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah.
2: So, so they're getting the word out, but what they need to do is they need to get the word out and say. Um, They're issuing fake stamps and oh, by the way, if you buy your stamps online, don't mail your credit cards because we're going to be returning these things. Don't buy, don't send your mortgage payments, you know, stuff like that. Because, well, like we said before, you know, there are places to do mailing campaigns, And a mailing campaign, you know, the cost of the stamp may be a minor part of what they're mailing. You know, the envelope and the contents and everything may be way more expensive than the stamp is. And all of a sudden your mailing campaign doesn't get shipped because you bought your discount postage online. That's what that one fellow who spent $10,000 on fake stamps and then got his money back. He was going to do a mailing campaign. And all of a sudden, you know, $10,000 in stamps on a $30,000 mailing campaign. All of a sudden, your $30,000 mailing campaign is literally wiped out. And you saved $2,000 on postage. Right.
0: You know, If they I, were
2: returned. Yeah, if they were mm-hmm. returned. But as long
0: as the post office keeps uh, delivering that mail, there's no incentive to check
2: mm-hmm.
0: for counterfeits.
3: Well, you brought up, at lunch, you brought up a very viable uh, option that the government could do and that is to devaluate or demonetize all the previously issued stamps oh that would yeah, and uh, that ooh. would create chaos not only mm-hmm. in our our uh, hobby but it would create chaos with
2: anybody who bought stamps yeah mm-hmm. imagine s- all the forever stamps not being right. forever anymore
4: yeah mm-hmm. right mm-hmm.
3: and you buy those with this kind of Supposition that you're going to be able to use them forever at whatever rate, and um, and it would, you know, I mean that's something governments would do. But that our government would do that, we don't know, but it is an option that we need to be considering when we're oh. buying this stuff online. Like we
2: that. have a fantastic case study of this. Yeah, the Israel. UN. Well, UN, but mm-hmm. Israel did it. Israel, you know, the U.N. has a limited post office. Israel, you know, it's everything. And Israeli stamps uh, in the 19, I believe they did it in the middle 70s. But uh, from 1970 to 19 whatever, you know, the stamps just are valueless. You know, all the stamps are like whatever the minimum in Scots is. If Scott's minimum is 35 cents or all 35 cents and you can buy them at a percentage of Scott's because, you know, everybody had these stamp collections and, you know, a 100 shekel stamp would be worth 100 shekels and now it's worth zero, I $45 a ton to the recycler. Yeah. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. So the U.S. could do that. God, I hope they don't. Yep. Mm-mm. So... That's a worst-case scenario. Yeah, I was
3: bringing that up because, I, in my mind, that's um, the danger of all of people buying online with these discounts and or uh, people using the stamps and the government not doing anything about it. And then all of a sudden, they'll do something very draconian. Yeah. That'll just, I mean, they could demonetize the dollar and... You know, start all over with a new system and nothing, to, the stamps wouldn't be worth anything. Your money wouldn't be worth anything. Yeah. A
2: shift to boulevards. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the American boulevard. Right. <laughs>
3: Which is unlikely to happen, but it is just what happens when you, the counterfeits become so prevalent that their their losses yeah. are so
2: large that they now have to act. But they have an out I mean, they have their facing machines. Mm -hmm. The envelope goes through a machine. The machine reads where the phosphor tagging is so that it doesn't matter how the envelope goes through the machine. It could go through front, back, right side up, upside down. It'll read all the directions. And then it figures where the stamp is, then it figures where the address is, and then it deciphers the address and shoots it off into a bin where it gets sorted a second time. And, you know, every digit in your zip code is a time that it gets sorted. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it goes through these machines several times. If it goes through and it doesn't read a phosphor tag, it goes shooting off to a guy who, you know, is just sitting there all day, just, okay. Philatelic mail. He's got ten stamps on it. Obviously, he's a stamp collector. He goes by, you know, old stamp, old stamp, philatelic mail, philatelic. Hold on. And they don't have
0: to do it for every every envelope. They can just do it, you know, one out of every thousand envelopes.
2: Yeah, they can. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. You know, just
0: and that would. I think that would be enough because you could do a sample. Yeah, if they can, and and if they can send me pictures of my mail before it hits my mailbox, you know, they, they should be able to automate this thing. Yeah. So you know, using some kind of uh, uh, AI software. So yeah, I think I think the the USPS would be much better trying to enforce this rather than even considering demonetizing it because demonetizing it yeah. destroy the yeah the stamp hobby and the stamp hobby I believe pays for a lot of yeah USPS revenue.
2: Well, the other thing too is they're not faking stamps from the nineteen nineties. They're faking the last two or three years of stamps mm-hmm. or four years of stamps and 2014 I think is when it's started to become a problem in 2014 you had these counterfeit stamps hitting so from 2014 to 2021 those are the stamps you're looking at you know you don't have to look at off-center five dollar prexie stamps right <laughs> You have to look at the sky riding love stamp that was the first big counterfeit that hit the market that the post office totally ignored. And especially now they're ignoring express mail stamps and priority mail stamps. Now you, they're looking at lots of money. Yep. Yeah. So, and on that cheerful note, <laughs> I guess we're done. Uh, don't buy your stamps from kanye kanye i guess is uh what you can get out of this podcast don't
1: buy discount postage online
0: and don't speculate on shifted vignettes
4: (laughs) (laughs) we need your help nothing on the internet is free including our phone and internet connections so you can support the podcast by joining the stamp show here today club the cost is ten dollars for a lifetime membership Please include your APS member number, as we are an APS-affiliated club. Your support is greatly appreciated. Our brand-new spanking address is 5965 Harrison Drive, Suite 6 in Las Vegas, Nevada, 89120. You left out the word glorious. Fabulous. (laughs) Because you don't put that on the letter. Oh.
2: Well, you could. You could, yeah. You
4: could, yeah.
3: Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Ballerina, oh, and from Not Landing, Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a
1: sport. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun, but now the time has come to go. If this silk was found dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show. Some other time.
4: <laughs> you have been listening to Stamp Show Here Today, seeking to advance all levels of the stamp collecting hobby through news, information, and collecting advice. Visit us at stampshowheretoday.com to listen to the show, view images of the items we are talking about, and read the show notes. You can also continue the conversation on Facebook at Stamp Show Here Today and on Twitter at Stamp Show HT. If you have questions or comments about the show or have any topics you would like us to discuss, you can email us at Today at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and as always, keep collecting.
2: Collecting happens when we dream together.